Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, and thanks for joining us today. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time, nine-year survivor of breast cancer, and I am also the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends. When I have time, I write at a blog called I Never Liked Pink. But before we get started today with our guest, I wanted to remind our listeners out there that I'm going to be putting together more Warrior Stories episodes. The last one aired on July 28th, and so if you haven't listened, you should check it out. But if you would like to submit your story of inspiration, what helped you through your cancer journey, or how your life has changed for the better, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. I would love to highlight the warrior in you. Your submission should be five to 10 minutes long and in your own words, but please send them in because I can't wait to highlight more of you amazing women. But today I'm so excited to have this woman on the show, Krista Zwiers of Nourish, Revive, Thrive, Holistic Nutrition and Health. She has an incredibly impressive resume specializing in holistic nutrition and lifestyle, detox and cleansing, and also medical cannabis. Today, we're going to dig into the medical cannabis and find out what it can do for cancer patients and others who really need the help. Later on, we are definitely going to have her back to talk about the nutrition and detox and cleansing because that is definitely her a big love. And I can't wait to talk about that as well. But today, Crystal, welcome. And thank you for joining me, joining me today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for the introduction. And um, it's amazing to hear your, your journey as well. So I'm glad that you're here with us. Um, so yeah, I'm a holistic nutritionist. My business name is Nourish, Revive, Thrive, um, Holistic Nutrition and Lifestyle. Um, I really, I, I have... I'm, I'm married with three growing teenage boys who are 18, 15, and 13. So you are um, a busy, I live, busy mama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a busy mama. And one who's, you know, always loved to um, take care of her boys and cook up family meals. And, um, but I've, I've, you know, had a background in health and fitness. Um, I've worked for Nike. I've sold fitness equipment into um, five-star hotels throughout Vietnam and China. So I've always had kind of a health and fitness um, background and when um, you know so we and we live in Bend Oregon beautiful Bend Oregon we love to you know recreate in the outdoors we love to go boating hiking um, you know so the outdoor healthy lifestyle that everyone thinks about when they think of Oregon yeah so we we you know we kind of gathered into Oregon because um, family was here and also just for the outdoors and to be able to raise my boys in kind of, um, you know, a lake river, um, kind of camping environment. So mm-hmm. that's where we're situated now. And yes, I'm just this happy, thriving, working mom of um, three boys and happily married. I love that. Thank you. So let's get started and dig into it today. On the front page of your website, there is the following quote, empowering and educating people how to choose foods that become their medicine so they can nourish their body revive their mind and let their soul thrive. And what, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, it, it says a lot. And 
I really wanted to, you know, with my business to kind of elaborate my personal experience and, and how I want to be able to help others, um, you know, prevent them from going through the hardships that we experienced um, as a young mom and parent of, of, of young boys of three children. Um, my three boys all started suffering from tonic-clonic seizures. These are the type that, um, you know, the body goes stiff, the arms um, straighten out, and the body shakes. Um, and they would have these long seizures that would require medication to stop the seizure. They would go about five to six minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to um, apply medication such as like Valium or Diastat to stop the seizure, but it also turned blue and stopped breathing. So I'd always have to call paramedics and it was a really oh, stressful God. event. And it just, you know, put me in a state of panic all the time. My health ended up um, going downhill because of the stress and just being, you know, a mom and not knowing how to help my kids. You know, exactly. I take them to the doctors and I wouldn't get answers. And, you know, I was told, you know, by the neurologist that we were going to live a life on medication with these kids, you know, to prevent these seizures. But along with the medication came a lot of side effects. Um, you know, my seven-year-old had come to me and said, um, at the time he had been on medication since he was about two. Mm -hmm. And he told me that he felt like a weirdo. He felt um, like he wanted to hurt himself, like he wanted to hit his head on the wall and he didn't understand why. Um, so, you know, I reached out to our neurologist and asked if we could get off the medication and go kind of like an alternative route through nutrition, through you know, taking them off certain foods that could maybe trigger the seizures and what could mm -hmm. the cause be. And when I, um, you know, asked for these kind of answers, I was, you know, not only laughed at and turned away, but I was yelled at that nutrition could have anything to do with seizures. So I kind of set off on this whole journey of wanting to prove this neurologist wrong, because he yeah. is the most prominent neurologist here in our town who deals with a lot of pediatric kids. So to know that he was unwilling to have a conversation about nutrition or to even give me some suggestions and recommendations, you know, really just made me super upset. And, yeah. um, you know, I got on a mission of wanting to prove him wrong. So I set out to research, learn, educate myself on everything nutrition for seizures. And then I went as far as to jump into a holistic nutrition and lifestyle educational course put on by an incredible professor, Dr. Hanale, um, who was the um, holistic nutrition education advisor um, and professor for the Southwest Institute of the Healing Arts. And he ended up setting okay. up this online course that I took. And it was so elaborate that, you know, I learned, not only did I learn about nutrition for, for seizures, but I learned about nutrition for chronic conditions, for cancer, for healing. So his whole goal is to set out these healers in the world to really educate people how food can become your medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to do the same for my, um, for other parents who are suffering the same kind of um, fate that I was with kids with seizures. And so along this course, after learning nutrition, I started applying all the information, research, and education that I had had learned and um, applied it to our own family. I took a garbage bag and basically emptied out all of our cupboards and just started over mm -hmm. super clean. So we, we avoided processed, like highly processed food, refined foods, hydrogenated mm -hmm. foods, packaged foods. We just went back to like wholesome, clean eating, avoiding all toxins because we had at that time 
started to do the research and education to learn that there was root causes behind all of this, such, such as like food sensitivities, mm-hmm. heavy metals. And so when I started to test them for their um, nutrients, I found out that they were deficient, that they had heavy metal con- um, toxicity. And so, and food sensitivities like gluten and dairy and um, other healthy foods that you would think were, were, were fine, were actually showing up as like severe intolerance. So when that, you know, when those things were taking place altogether, it was like the, this storm that was taking place in our kids that we didn't really understand or see from the outside. And no other doctor was willing to look at these root causes. So it was like, I unfolded all this information and I applied it to the kids. So I started learning about detox and cleanse. I went back to school and learned mm-hmm. detox and cleanse. And um, so I started applying the detox and and just this nutrition and supplements. And guess what? Within a month, my kids started going seizure-free. And then we started weaning them off medication. And it was like the light bulb went on. And the teachers could see it. The doctors could see it. Everybody could see it. I could see it. And we had our kids back for the first time. So this is kind of what set me on this course of wanting to help others. I love that. That's amazing. It's like nothing is stronger than a mama bear trying to take care of her kids, especially when you're getting pushback from the medical community. The you know, the, the, the people who are supposed to be in the know and they're the ones who are supposed to help. And it's, it's how they've been trained in, you know, our medical environment that, you know, you do this, you use these medications, it's supposed to get better, but it doesn't always work for everybody. And as, as we have developed in a society, more and more things are put into our foods to make them last longer or to do various things. And it doesn't, it doesn't last for our bodies. And it's not good for them, obviously, because you have, you have set it on this course and you've essentially cured your kids by food. And, yeah. It's, you know, it's amazing what food can do for a person. Whether shopping it's like- on, yeah. Shopping on the outsides of the grocery store, avoiding the insides, you know, filling your plates with color and, and organic meats and stuff that don't have all of the, the, the vita, you know, the hormones in them and things like that. So how are your boys doing now? The boys are doing amazing. And like, you know, with anything, you have to kind of stay on top of it. You can't go back, you know, to the old ways of eating, um, thinking that everything will still be fine. We actually had setbacks with one of our youngest children when we went to Holland and decided because my my um, my husband is from Holland and we raised mm-hmm. the first two kids in Holland for five years before moving to Oregon. And, you know, we weren't as sick over in Holland, you know, and the food is naturally organic there. There's yeah. no the the government doesn't allow pesticides on their, you know, food supply or even, you know, in your yard. So we knew that the food was cleaner and you could see that in, in the way the kids, you know, mm-hmm. you know, with their colds and things like that. But moving back to the States, you know, food became not their medicine, but was their poison. So when I turned their food around to be um, more geared towards medicine, and I have to stick with that because I see the change. We went to Holland, we had the all the treats and the sugar mm-hmm. and the dairy and the meats. And, um, and we just, you know, we ate a lot of bread and cheese and sugar and my kids suffered and we had a setback and I saw, you know, my youngest had a 10 minute seizure mm-hmm. um, that required paramedics and um, more medication. And, you know, so I was, I realized like then that food truly can be your medicine or it can be your poison. So exactly. I, I learned, you know, the hard way, but now I can help my clients better because I've been through it. I've seen by slacking off how it can set things back. So it really, you know, they're doing great. They're active, they're thriving. 
we used to be afraid of taking them to the outdoor pool because one had a you know seizure at the public outdoor pool. Mm-hmm. We would be afraid to take them on line, long bike rides because they'd have a seizure afterwards. Or even to like OMSI, the science museum, museum sure. um, in Portland. We came out of OMSI and the youngest one had a full tonic We had to mm-hmm. rush into the hospital. He looked like, you know, like a dead fish in my arms. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's terrifying to experience these things. So all you want to do is like prevent it. So yes, mama bear mode kicks in. Um, and I just keep, you know, my, my friends will say, gosh, you always make, you know, big family dinners and you're always catering these meals and snacks to your kids, but it's what keeps them healthy. It's what prevents them from being sick. Our, our family as a whole has really not been sick for like seven to nine years. I can't remember the last time I had a cough, a sore throat, a runny nose, a flu. I mean, I can't, I can't remember the last time that's happened. So it just goes to show that food can truly become your medicine. I love that. And so you've obviously done all the research, you've, you've catered your business around this, and now you help other clients as well. But what really, what turned you into doing the research and becoming certified in uh, a medical marijuana specialist? How did, how did that come about? Well, you know, we had, we were starting, I was starting to explore um, CBD and, you know, it was just starting to come up in kind of um, social forums on Facebook and, um, you know, that medical cannabis was, you know, something that was being talked about and it wasn't legal at the time in Oregon, but, um, and it wasn't really, (laughs) yeah, and now it is, yeah, hey, but back then it was really taboo to talk about um, Mm -hmm. marijuana or cannabis and, you know, just because of the social stigma behind the stigma, it, stigma, like, oh, you're just going to go get <laughs> high and, yeah, and like you're gonna get high and do anything with your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, I really didn't look into that because I truly started to see the power of food, you know, healing my kids and like detoxing them from the heavy metals, detoxing them from the, you know, candida and the infections that were internal infections that were going on that we didn't even see on the outside. And so, um, you know, it, t- I started when I went through this nutrition school, my professor, Dr. Hanale, he is such a, like a nerd and science guru and just mm-hmm. biology major. And he really is, he's so into herbal medicine. And so he taught a lot, a lot about botanicals and herbs during this course that I took. And so he offered a medical cannabis certification to become a specialist. And I was like, I'm on board. I want to learn because if this is a conduit to help me help my clients, you know, become seizure free, Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd rather work on nutritionist therapy, you know, nutritional therapy first to heal seizures or, you know, like with my own kids. Um, but I wanted to take it a step further and offer them like, like a, like something that they could utilize to kind of prevent some of the symptoms and the things that they were going through um, as a mediator in, instead of medication, because, you know, neurologists will, you know, push this medication on, on people so quickly people want something else as an alternative that's like more holistic, more herbal, more, mm-hmm. you know, like natural to our bodies. So I did jump into this course three months long, um, fully educational. I mean, I have this book sitting in front of me that's like hundreds of pages um, that I laminated, you know, or I put in a sleeve for each page mm-hmm. because it was just so fascinating to learn about, you know, the uses of medica- medical cannabis and, um, and, and terpenes and cannabinoids and I just got so excited and I could see like this plant medicine was true medicine, just like food, it's plant medicine. And I just had so much respect for this green, you know, leafy herb. I just wanted to learn so much more. So I did jump into that course. I became a certified um, medical cannabis specialist. I really don't use that certification, um, you know, much in my practice, 
but it, it has allowed me to educate my clients on mm-hmm. the uses of CBD or CBN and all these different cannabinoids and what medical cannabis is and to kind of give them some freedom from, you know, choosing medication. So at least it has given me some educational background. Um, I'm not an expert. I'm not a medical cannabis doctor who is, who is um, a person that you would go to to get a medical cannabis card, you know, to, to be able to legally obtain medical cannabis in states that it's not sure. legal. So I'm not able to do that. I'd have to be a medical doctor. But, but at least know, I have that You know background. more than 99% of us out there. Uh, and for those who really don't know, is there a difference between cannabis and marijuana or are they just different words? So, you know, cannabis, I would say, is like the more, you know, plant savvy um, term. And it's also, you know, marijuana comes with such a stigma. So, you know, even when I got the title of medical um, marijuana specialist, I changed it to be medical cannabis specialist because of the stigma behind Mm -hmm. the word marijuana. Like my aunts or uncles or grandparents, you know, that were out there hearing the word marijuana, they'd be like, oh, Krista's into marijuana. She's using (laughs) marijuana to to help people. They don't, you know, so it, 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 you know, you have to kind of glossify it over with the word cannabis, but cannabis really is derived from um, the plant medicine or the plant cannabis sativa or cannabis indica. So, um, and cannabis sativa is more of an uplifting type of um, Mm -hmm. cannabis and indica is more sedating. So the, you know, it's a plant families and, you know, there's marijuana, there's hemp, and they're basically like sister brother. They're like siblings or cousins. So they're very similar. But um, cannabis um, has more than versus hemp has more um, of a higher um, percentage of THC in it. So it's mm-hmm. not legal in all states. Hemp can be legal in all states because it's under 0.3%. Um, you know, but it's still there is still, you know, federally and each state proposes their you know own kind of um, take on what's acceptable to be able to purchase and buy. Um, and you have to do, you do have to do your due diligence to kind of mm-hmm. check where you're buying product and getting things from, because you want to make sure it's like a highly reputable um, company that it's, you know, um, you know, sustainable. They're using eco um, sources and it, it's clean, pure and organic. You know, sometimes they can't label it organic, but at least they're using organic right. standards. These are all really important um, components and also just, you know, having certificate of analysis to see the lab results to, sh- to make sure that there's no heavy metals and impurities and that there actually are terpenes and cannabinoids in the uh, cannabis itself. Got it. So um, we're going to talk about all of that, but we do need to take a quick break. So please stay with us. Remember those of you out there, if you would like, you can make a donation to Breast Friends on our website or by texting BF Radio to 41444 to help breast friends continue on its mission to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast friends need your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. 
You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck. My guest is Krista Weirs, and we've been talking about medical cannabis and all of the amazing things it can do. Now, Krista, before the break, you had mentioned a lot of words and some um, some little, uh, oh God, I can't even think of the right words, an- anagrams, but um, what what's the difference we're going to start with between THC and CBD? Most, many know this, but some don't. Yeah, and it's it's you know the plant this plant medicine can be complicated, so there's a lot to learn, um, and it, it's fascinating and amazing, and I you know really love to be able to help your your viewers and listeners you know understand it better and not have fear behind it. Um, so so you know THC is more of the it's you know it it is a cannabinoid um, that offers like a sedative kind of they call it couch lock qualities um, <laughs> when used in higher percentages. So um, I mean, the plant, the, you know, if you find THC flower at uh, a dispensary now these days, the percentages are like 20% up to like 90%, 86%. So it, it can really range in the percentage of the amount of THC that's in that actual flower. And there are hundreds, you know, probably, I don't even know beyond like if there's thousands of different type of strains, but if you go to say a dispensary, and you walk in, you will see, you know, jars and jars and different names listed of different plants um, or flowers that are high in THC. Most, most of them are high in THC. Um, and those are the ones that are going to give you that, that high euphoric effect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people really enjoy that kind of sedative euphoric effect. Some, you know, it helps them to think better, to be more creative, to appreciate music and life and, nature and um, explore kind of new boundaries within themselves. And, and it allows you sometimes to kind of drop your ego um, that, you know, and people who are in their head a lot, you know, either they get more in their head or they actually, you know, are less in their head and they're more kind of relaxed. And, yeah. I was just saying, and, just, it allows you to just relax and mm-hmm. not, not worry so much. It kind of, for me, it turns off the worry center a little bit mm-hmm. and I can just kind of chill. Yeah. So, so with some, with THC and some people who have like maybe um, excessive anxiety or stress and um, PTSD and anxiousness, restless, restlessness, insomnia. um, All of the above raising my hand here. (laughs) So, so for some THC can be helpful to alleviate a lot of those symptoms, but 
if it if it's also like a, a sativa dominant strain so if that flower is dominant in that sativa um, which is uplifting it could actually cause more anxiety more anxiousness so it's good to know your flower and if it's like um, 60 40 percent dominant in t um, in sativa or indica so if you're looking for something that's really sedative for nighttime um, you'd be looking for something that's indica dominant so it's more sedative mm -hmm. If somebody wants something for the daytime so they can, you know, maybe they need a little energy, they need to stay awake, they need to work, function, um, a sativa dominant strain would be more ideal because it's more uplifting, creative, energetic, and um, and for some, inspiring. And so, and I, you know, I never, I, I grew up around, you know, people who smoked marijuana um, pot, as we called it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really ever my thing. Um, so it's, I would get too much in my head and, and it would just make me feel like couch lock. Um, so I never really enjoyed it. Um, but now I have a whole new respect and understanding. So what I look at is if, you know, somebody that I'm helping or um, educating, or even, you know, if I want to partake in something like that, I look for a low percentage of the THC, not a really high percentage of 80% THC. Sure. So I kind of tend to go shop for lower strains or lower percentage of THC. Now, CBD has this, CBD is another cannabinoid that mm -hmm. is anti-inflammatory and has, it's like a um, analgesic, or gesic. It, it's almost like an um, anti-inflammatory, like ibuprofen or um, like, uh, like Tylenol. It can help with premenstrual syndrome. Um, it can help with anxiousness, uh, anxiety, stress, PTSD. Um, it has so many incredible benefits. It works on, um, you know, the whole body and it, it can be helpful in times of chronic pain, um, times of, um, you know, if, if even people who have um, gut health disorders or dysfunction mm -hmm. and they have underlying um, chronic problems such as like inflammatory bowel disease or, um, you know, oh gosh, uh, you know, just like even bloating and gas and, and candida, mm -hmm. it's uh, CBD can have antimicrobial properties, antifungal, antibacterial. So no matter how you use it or what you use it for, it's working um, secretly behind the scenes to kind of heal your body in different ways. And the body really knows how to receive it because it has a built-in endocannabinoid system. So these cannabinoids that interact in our body, these cannabinoids like THC and CBD, they know how to um, interact and be utilized. So THC and CBD can work, you know, for rheumatoid arthritis, inflammation, um, insomnia, chronic pain, anxiety, PTSD, nausea, cancer, epilepsy, um, tremors, um, you know, chronic pain, the, the list goes on. I mean, mm -hmm. I could just run down a list of like sure. 50 benefits that these both can provide, but it's really up to the person if they want to have that kind of um, euphoric effect. And, and I, I tend to choose products that are more high CBD based um, mm -hmm. that, that I won't feel that high because the percentage of THC that's found in hemp or a cannabis strain that is high in CBD, it would be under 0.3% THC, 0.3%. So that's very um, low percentage. Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost not detectable. Um, it can actually come up and test if you take it three times a day and chronically, right. you know, monthly, it could, the, the THC component could show up, but the benefit outweighs the risks, you know? So I, I tell people, I educate people and tell people 
you know, ask your employers, you know, what their take is on it. You know, if, if you're going to be using the product, know, you know, know like the, um, what you're working with, because if you have to be tested for work, you, you want to make sure that you're not taking too much or that has really low percentage of the THC. Exactly. Um, I do want to dig into the cannabinoids and the terpenes because I know the those are really the thing. But I did have one more question about CBN. And I was referred this recently because I do have insomnia and I was taking a high THC CBD blend and it was okay. But the next time I went in, they're like, oh, no, you need the CBN for sleep. And how, how does that differ? So the CBN is amazing. And I've actually tried it myself. Um, I work um, with or I recommend a, a brand um, called Deep Rooted Hemp. It, you know, it's organic standards. And they have CBD with a blend of CBN. And they also have a CBD with a blend of CBG. So then we're getting into all these different types of cannabinoids and people's minds kind of like, they're like, okay, well, I only heard about THC and CBD. What are we talking about? But yeah, all CB- these letters can make our head explode. <laughs> yeah. So CBN um, basically is, if you can think about it, N for nighttime. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a sedative type of cannabinoid. So it provides mm-hmm. that kind of relaxation, that anti-anxiety. Um, it's recommended, you know, for use with sleep to prevent insomnia, restlessness, um, mm-hmm restless leg syndrome. So it really is, it's similar to THC, but it doesn't have the psychoactive properties. So it doesn't make somebody, you know, trip out or have those euphoric effects. And I actually um, used it for my whole family, the CBN, it's actually a combined 50-50 CBG or CBN CBD. And I used it for my whole family to kind of test it out before I recommended it to clients. Mm-hmm. And my kids would say, oh, we take melatonin, you give us this, you know, passion flower and echinacea, or, uh, passion flower and like lemon balm and, you know, natural botanicals to help them sleep sure. or even melatonin after we'd have like a trip, you know, across Europe. Um, and those, they would say, didn't do anything for them. So I gave them this dose of, of you know, properly dosed for children, properly dosed for adults, mm-hmm. um, CBD with CBN. And within 30 minutes, the whole family was snoring. Like I was like, <laughs> yay, it worked, it worked. So the, tre- the test worked. And not only does um, CBN help with sleep and kind of like take the edge off um, and prevent that restlessness and the snoring and the tossing and turning, but it's actually helped my clients with their epilepsy. So it's prevented nocturnal seizures. Nice. So, and, and CBN is actually an anti-convulsant, anti-tremor. Um, so it has these, you know, amazing properties. It's also an analgesic, anti has antibacterial properties, anti-convulsive, um, anti-inflammatory, and anti-insomnia. So it's a go-to for people with sleep. So you will see in the dispensaries and hear about it more often. You'll find now like gummies that are CBN, nighttime mm-hmm. gummies. Yep. And I really think it's amazing. Um, I recommend it for people who are dealing with insomnia and who need to, who, who are more hyperactive and, and can't come down you know, during the daytime. I can't turn my head off as part of my problem. And I take my C, I, my, you know, full combo gummy, CBD, CBN, THC. And within 45 minutes, I like, can't keep my eyes open. So for yes. me, it's, it's been a lifesaver. Yes. So, thank you for it explaining how that works. Let's dig into the, um, cannabinoids and the terpenes. I, I did a 
one of those analysis where I had a nutritionist take all of my data, plug it into some magic system. And she's like, oh, you have good cannabinoid receptors. I'm like, how do you, how do you, how do you know that? And what is it? (laughs) Gosh. Yeah. So cannabinoid receptors are, you know, we'll, we'll go there, but um, start off with terpenes. Um, Terpenes are amazing. They, you know, if you think about like essential oils, um, you know, plant foods, like, um, we have essential oils in plants. So, you know, like a lemon has limonene, um, lavender has linalool. Um, all these plants have different terpenes in them, um, plant compounds. They're highly aromatic. They are, ner- you know, naturally occurring plant compounds. They're very similar to the way essential oils work um, for people. And, um, you know, for the for the smell, for um, the way it interacts in people's bodies. Um, you know, obviously you have to be careful with essential oils if you can take them internally or not. Sure. But the, the, these essential oils, these terpenes that are found in the plant of um, cannabis itself and hemp, um, it, it's like the spirit of the plant. It's, there's 200 different types of terpenes um, and they provide these amazing medicinal benefits. Um, and they play an imp- incredibly important role in providing the plant with like natural protection from bacteria, fungus, insects, and environmental to- um, stressors. Um, and the, the most um, abundant terpenes that are found in um, cannabis and hemp is um, called like, they're called pinene, limonene, um, humulene, um, carophyllene, myrcene. Um, carine, linalool. Linalool is very similar to lavender and has that calming okay. effect. Mm-hmm. So when you look up a um, strain of cannabis, or like if you go into a dispensary and you see a flower, go and smell it and see what you can smell. Can you smell lim- like limonene? Can you smell mm-hmm. um, linalool? Can you smell, smell pinene? Because the pinene is... Um, so you're like- looking for something that's just different from the the traditional marijuana smell. It's like you, like you're smelling a wine, like, oh, I smell this, this, and this. But with the, the marijuana, you're searching for the little bit of the differences. And will a dispensary, will they, will they list these things? Or how do you know? They don't, they don't usually list it. You almost have to go into like leaffree.com um, and, okay. and look up the actual terpenes that are found in the, um, that plant. Or you can ask the staff, Mm-hmm. The staff will usually have to pull it up on leafly.com to mm-hmm. find out what the actual um, terpenes are. But what I love about these terpenes is they provide, you know, those that plant medicine, um, such as like, you know, pinene, um, it's an anti-inflammatory. It's a bo- broad spectrum antibiotic. It's a bronchodilator. So it helps with breathing. And then, um, you know, say um, there's even um, myrcene. Um, it's not um, really found in nature, but it has all of these incredible um, healing benefits. It's, it relieves pain, it slows bacterial growth, it mitigates the effects of diabetes, it reduces inflammation uh, systemically, aids with sleep, inhibits like um, mutagenic cell mutation, including cancer cells, um, it, tran- it has tranquilizing effects, um, prevents psychosis, suppresses muscle spasms. So that's one that's one terpene found in, in mm-hmm. these, these plants. But most of these flowers have five, six, even seven um, terpenes 
all in one flower. So if you're combining the effects of like, say linalool, like that relaxing calming effect of lavender, um, the limonene, the citrus um, effect, it, that's uplifting and has, you know, antibacterial, antimicrobial properties, you know, it's, um, it's cleansing to the liver, you know, so there's all these, you know, all these different terpenes have these different medicinal properties that it, my mind just gets like blown knowing that one flower has different terpenes that can help with so many different ailments and conditions and um, diseases and cancer. So the more that we get this plant medicine into our body, the more that it knows how to interact. And that's where, you know, we, we talked about different types of cannabinoids. The cannabinoids are, you know, things like CBD, CBN, um, CBG. CBG is more um, like cater to daytime. It has an uplifting kind of energetic effect without being anxious and stimulating. It, I use it during the daytime to kind of call me. So if I get ready to go camping and I am still tent camping, so I have all these containers and I have to think about all the groceries in a, you know, in the ice chest and cooler and um, I get a little stressed out. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I've got to get everything together. How do I fit into the car, mm -hmm. pack up the boat, pack up the kids? What I can't forget anything. So I make sure that I take my CBD combination with CBG because it provides me that kind of um, relief from anxiety, from stress. It keeps me balanced. Mm -hmm. It keeps me focused. It doesn't create a sedative effect, um, something you can use while you're working. So um, CBG is that kind of like stimulating more daytime affects CBN nighttime then there's like there's it, the list goes on there's like THCA um, CBDA um, which is like the precursor the the um, it's you know CBD and THC in their raw forms their acid forms have to be converted to be able to benefit from the medicinal properties so it has to be um, decarboxylated to heated activated either aged or, um, or cured, you know, in light heat to be able to bring out those medicinal properties. But even those um, cannabinoids like THC, CBD, um, in their raw state can actually be used like in smoothies and, and has all kinds of other natural benefits without even being activated. So, um, and the, I mean, the list goes on, there's CBC, um, <laughs> which is like an antifungal, there's CBG is anti-epileptic. Um, CBN is a bone stimulant. That's the one for nighttime. Um, the THCV can help with diabetes. CBDV. I mean, the yeah, list goes on. The list goes on and on. And in our next segment, I do want to talk about how how I know there's a temperature issue and there's some other things and how would cancer patients find the right strain for them? But um, so please stay with us. We do need to take another quick break and we'll be back soon. Sounds good. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. 
You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck, and we've been talking with Krista's Weirs about all of the amazing, amazing things that medical cannabis can do for us. Now, Krista, for those of us who, or listeners out there who are, say, undergoing chemo, I've heard a lot of people turn to cannabis to help for nausea and vomiting and anxiety. How do you find the right strain? Well, I mean, you can research different types of strains online to be able to find the right types of strains for cancer. And you or mentioned you can walk in. Leafly.com? Yeah, so the, is that Leafly.com a good place? is a great one. Um, okay. Yeah, to be able to kind of give you a breakdown on different types of strains for cancer. But specifically, um, THC um, mm-hmm. can, has, been, has anti-cancer properties. And in its raw form, its acid form, THCA can also be blended into smoothies, you know, this raw, so it's not activated, it hasn't been heated or aged to um, become the, the THC. So it's THCA, that's the raw form. So that's anti-cancer. CBD in its um, acid form is an- also anti-cancer. Um, CBD, which has been activated, decarboxylated, um, is anti-cancer. CBC as well as CBG are also anti-cancer. So you could essentially walk into a dispensary and say, I'm looking for a flower that has, that's high in CB, you know, THC, mm-hmm. CBD has some CBC and CBG. That's going to be really hard to find. But if you, if you say anti-cancer, you know, I'm dealing with cancer, they're going to steer you to the plant that probably has those cannabinoids in it. Um, I mean, obviously, if a grower can focus on those type of cannabinoids, so their their strain, their their flower that they're growing maximizes those cannabinoids, that would be the best, you know, anti-cancer flower out there. Um, I specialize in, you know, learning about the plants that are more protective for epilepsy and um, sure. that promote like new growth of brain cells. Um, neurogenesis and brain protection, um, anti-inflammatory. So I know things like Charlotte's Web and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, and these. And Charlotte's it, Web was one of the first big companies that really, you know, kind of took started off, this, took off in, in Colorado. And it was for uh, a young girl, I think that they developed the 
the the strain charlotte i believe was her name and um and they've you know created this industry out of it and so you talk about going in and you know the dispensary and thankfully all of the people that i have met at dispensaries are super helpful and they're knowledgeable and if they don't know the right answer they'll pull someone else in who does but when you say you walk into a dispensary there are a bazillion ways to get the thc in your body you can smoke it oils tablets edibles a tincture i i have many of these in my own home but for someone who wants the most effective way and like personally i hate smoking so i go for other other ways is there for say you know your patients with epilepsy or cancer what would be the best way to get it in your body so you know i'm a holistic nutritionist so i really specialize in all things holistic so Mm -hmm. natural in its natural form Mm -hmm. so when you heat when you heat the plant over a critical temperature point then you basically kill off the plant terpenes which are the you know a lot of the medicinal properties so we don't want to heat it to a certain degree and you know so when you're smoking it when you have the flame to the flower you're essentially killing off a lot of the terpenes because that flame the propane flame could be, you know, 3000 degrees and they, you know, these terpenes plant medicine has critical um, temperature points, you know, up to like 325 degrees um, Fahrenheit. So you don't want to go over a certain degree. You want to know what those points are, what those critical temperature points, because if you're infusing flour into like say MCT over a slow um, heating process, you want to keep it at a certain temperature after it's been decarboxylated and decarboxylating is a process where you're basically heating the plant. Um, you know, some people will, will um, break it down or grind it up so that they can heat it, activate it um, for a certain period of time um, with a certain temperature to be able to bring out the plant medicine. And, um, if you go over that, like, like I said, you're essentially killing off a lot of the medicinal properties. So when you, when there's a flame to the flower, it's not holistic anymore. It's, it's not in its true medicinal form. So what I recommend to people is to infuse it into like, say MCT oil, the same way you would make, um, you know, eat like a herbal oil at home. So you would slowly infuse it after it's like decarboxylated for a certain period of time to bring out all those essential um, the terpenes, the medicinal properties. And then if, if you have a vape, like, so some people prefer to smoke, um, the smaller vapes, yes, they're not entirely holistic. We still don't know. We don't really have all the research over the years of what it's going to, the effects that it's going to have on somebody. So, um, I, I prefer oils or to, um, blend the actual flour into smoothies and its acid form and its raw form. Um, or to even um, use an ethanol-based um, tincture, you know, and some, you know, things like extracts like RSO, Rick Simpson oil. That's a high THC. It's one to one. It ha- will have like high CBD, high THC. Um, the Rick Simpson oil is is it's known for being really high in THC and almost taking up to one gram per day to um, fight cancer. But for a person like you or me to ingest one gram of THC per day is going to make us trip out and be couch locked on our bed the entire day. So it's a matter of it activating in your system and like really um, starting to kind of um, like taking slow baby steps to get it um, to titrate up and to get used to the, the level of THC. 
Um, so that's, that's pretty intense, the RSO. But what I like to recommend to clients is start with a high CBD strain mixed with a low THC strain so that you're getting the benefits of CBD while introducing the low percentages of THC to get used to it, to like titrate up and work with that for like, you know, two weeks or a month. But, you know, people with cancer, they don't have a lot of time to mess around. So we have to kind of get it into the system quickly. I know that people use um, uh, the rectal um, inserts, the, what are those called again? The, um, oh gosh, just, you know, suppositories. I was, yeah, so I was they, muted. Suppositories. <laughs> yeah. So somebody, you know, people can use suppositories to um, insert rectally and those will go straight into your bloodstream, but then you don't feel the high, you don't feel the actual um, euphoric effects because it's not being metabolized through your liver. So it's actually, you know, directly entering your bloodstream and having that effect, but there's not enough research to really know if that works in throughout all your organs and internally, like if it actually is, is healing as taking the oil internally, because when you take an oil in internally that has THC and CB in it, you know, it's, it's passing through your throat, your saliva, you know, the saliva is mm -hmm. helping the digestive enzymes to do its job and to absorb into your gut and to process through your bloodstream into your blood brain barrier. So um, smoking it is only a temporary effect. It lasts like 10 to 15 minutes, um, at, you know, and then maybe throughout 45 minutes. But when you take a CBD product that's been infused in oil or even extracted through ethanol, it will stay in your body for eight to 12 hours. Um, so that it's having this long lasting medicinal um, benefit. So I like to make sure that people are dosing, you know, if they have chronic conditions like epilepsy, cancer, um, disease, you know, um, Crohn's disease, lupus, it can be very helpful for people to take it three times a day in the morning, um, say around three o'clock in the afternoon, and then just before bed. But you have to be careful if you're taking medication um, to not take it within like two hours of medication, because it can actually um, interact with um, these essential um, enzymes in our liver, the um, the P450 um, cyto I can't remember the actual name of it, but it's an important enzyme um, P450 that cytochrome that um, will actually create like a different metabolic effect of the drug. So if you're taking a drug for like mm -hmm. say epilepsy it can either extend the life of the drug in the system, actually causing almost like an overdose effect if you're taking CBD and THC alongside with it because of its interaction in the liver. So it either makes it metabolize quicker or slower, making it last longer or um, exiting out of the body faster, but usually has the effect of causing that medication to last longer in the body, essentially it, it makes the body utilize things better. So mm -hmm. um, if, you, if a person is to get on CBD and THC for chronic health conditions, I really do recommend them working with a practitioner or a medical doctor yep. to make sure that they're adjusting their medication accordingly, because as the body gets better, because that's what CBD and THC will do for the body. It interacts with the receptors in the body. Mm -hmm. There's a natural endocannabinoid system in the body 
Mm-hmm. And it was discovered like in mid, late 1980s, like 1989, that they discovered, scientists discovered we actually have a built-in endocannabinoid system. And so it's like a lock and key. THC and CBD mm-hmm. are like um, the keys and the, um, the locks are CB1 receptor and CB2 um, receptors in our body. And CB1 receptor is primarily found in the brain and the central nervous system. And um, CBD or CB2 receptor, that lock, is mostly found in the peripheral organs, especially cells associated with the immune system. So when you take a key like THC or CBD or CBN, even CBC, which has anti-cancer effect, and CBG that has anti-cancer effect, and you take that key and you enter those, um, those receptors, CB1 and CB2, it activates all these, you know, um, medicinal properties and it works synergistically in our body to receive it as medicine. And so these keys, as you activate the receptor, new receptors are built in the body. The body knows what to do with, with these cannabinoids. So it really is amazing to, you know, learn about, I I suggest everybody, if they're going to partake and, um, you know, utilize CBD or THC, CBN, CBG, CBC, I would, um, and CBG, I would recommend learning about it, like reading oh, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I even have it, I have a whole bunch of educational materials on my website, which is nourishrevivethrive.net. And you can go over to medical cannabis and you can read all about um, what CBD does, what THC does and its medicinal benefits. But it is, um, you know, you have to be careful with, with cancer we got to act quick, but you also have to titrate up and it should be three times a day. You should really, you know, reach out to a medical cannabis doctor who can get you a medical cannabis card Mm -hmm. so that you're legal in your state so that you're not going to take any risk. If you get a talk screen done at a hospital or emergency, you know, so you want to make sure that you're not going to risk losing your job by taking THC products or getting kicked out of the Olympics. Oh, yes. There you go. Mm -hmm. So it's really helpful to educate yourself before you really jump into something. Ask these, um, you know, these educators at the dispensaries, you know, what the best um, strains are, um, how to go about it slowly. Like I said, I like to start with a high CBD flower that has low THC in it. Things like called cherry wine or Harless Sioux, um, Harlequin. There's there's different names. (laughs) Yeah. ACDC. There's all types (laughs) Um, canatonic that have like a 50, you know, 50, 50 strain. So you may get, um, you know, 15% THC and 15% CBD. That's to me that most ideal um, flower because it has the benefits of both, ter- you know, both cannabinoids. And then I also like to get flowers that are high in CBG and um, CBC and then infuse those all four together in one oil. And that's what I do at home. Just like personally for my family and myself is to gather these flowers and make my own. Yeah. So that's what I recommend it for people. Krista, thank you so much for all this information. I, I hope that listeners out there, please go out and do your research and go to Krista's website, which is nourishrevivethrive.net. Do your reading, talk to your medical professionals or schedule an appointment with Krista because she obviously knows her stuff. And 
It's because uh, there's so many benefits out there. And I think we just don't know enough of the general public doesn't know enough about it, but man, it can be so helpful. And I know it has been for me. We're going to have Krista back in a few months to talk about detox and cleansing and holistic nutrition. And I can't wait for that. But Krista, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Um, again, you can reach her at nourish, revive, thrive.net. Um, and thank you again. So listeners, if you or a loved one need our services, please visit breastfriends.org. You can make a donation on our website or by texting BF radio to 41444 to help breast friends continue on its mission to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. You can find our show on many platforms, voice America, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you would like to rate and review me on the Apple podcast, I would love that. If you want to nominate yourself to be a guest or to share your warrior story, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.